0: Hi, my name is Rich.
1: And my name is Joanne.
0: Together we have two daughters and five grandsons. I've always known uh, Jesus because I grew up Catholic in Chicago. So all through eighth grade, um, I've always, you know, had to go to church because it was part of the school. I went to church on Sundays. And so I've always known about him, but I never actually knew him my mom and dad were divorced when I was 10. I was 10 years old when they got divorced. And um, I, f- I felt my father was always, he was always he was good as far as to us, he wasn't like that, you know, mean person that, uh, well, at least not to us, I guess, more so to my mom maybe. You know, he would always try to spend a Weekend with us, you know, and he'd take us to the park, you know, and hang out. But that was really about it. It wasn't like, you know, there was a lot of bonding going on because when we were at the park, we still had Humble Park, you know, and so all the, it was like the hangout spot for everybody in the city. So, um, you know, they're all there drinking their beers and chit chatting and having fun, and all the kids are just running around playing, you know, until it was time to go home. When I was dating uh, Joanne, she had gotten, she had gotten sick and she went to the hospital, remember that? And so I had gotten home from school and I found out about it and saw, so I had a couple friends plan on picking me up because I wanted to go see her. So I told my mom I was gonna go to the hospital to go see her and my mom, she went crazy. You know, I stood up and I yelled at her and I told her that she didn't know what she was talking about and she was talking like a crazy woman, like she always does. And whether she liked it or not, I was going to leave. And just then, my friends had pulled up in the car. So I got in the car and they took me to go see her. And uh, I got home later on that night. And, uh, you know, she started bickering and yelling because I was gone and I didn't listen to her. So I left. Um, I called my dad, and uh, he had a big empty house. It was just him. So I called him and I told him I wanted to move in with him. I was 15 years old. And he was like, all right, let's go, come on. You can, you can live with me. So I did. I grabbed a few belongings I had, which were just all my clothes. I left everything else there. And I jumped on the bus and went to his house. When I was with him at 16 years old, I started working at this uh, factory where my mother-in-law was a supervisor. And I met some guys there, you know, and after work, um, we used to go look for drugs, you know. I used to, we used to, we used to steal car batteries, we used to steal rims and tires off of cars, car stereos, and take them to this spot in the city where they would buy all that stuff from you, you know. And then that's how we got our money to go get the drugs. And I think that's where everything started with the drugs. You know, I, I wasn't so much into the gangs. Or well, I never, I wasn't into the gangs, although, um, I knew them all because we grew up together, but because I was in sports, you know, they were always, back then, the gangbangers back then were, um, they were lenient towards people that were in sports. They, you know, they, they were like, hey, leave him alone, you know, he's, he's going to be a future Hall of Fame baseball player or something like that, you know, so they were more lenient towards that. But if you were out there talking to them, you know, on your way home and someone saw you from a different gang, You're affiliated with that gang, regardless of the situation. Because they don't know. They just know that you were with that person. You walk down the
1: street, you always watch, you always watch, you always watch where you're going, you know. If you're out there with your friends, a car comes by, you're watching to see who that is, you know, because you don't ever know who's going to start shooting at you. And that was what we Uh... were raised. It was always just survival. You know, because, yeah, I've I've been shot at twice. Um, And, I mean, I've never been affiliated with a gang. I knew them too, just like Rich did, and I and I understand now. My grandmother, I was raised with my grandmother, and she was always really strict. When the lights turned on, you're inside, and I understood that now because you don't want to be out at night. But a lot of this happened <laughs> during the day. Yeah, you know, during school hours. You know, so it was a lot of survival that we we learned as really young. You had to. Yeah,
0: in order to make yeah, it through right. another day.
1: I mean, because we know? grew up in the inner city, you know, we didn't grow up in the suburbs, we grew up in the inner city, no. where you learn to survive, you learn to fight. I mean yeah. that's what we did.
0: After we met, you know, we we dated for three years. But yeah, about, about, two, three. about two years. Two years, we dated for two years, and, and then um, shortly after that, yeah. Joanne found out that she was pregnant
1: Vanessa. Uh, with
0: Vanessa. So um, she moved up here and I stayed in sh- Chicago. And I used to come up on weekends. I told him
1: if he, can, he can come if he wanted to, but I was not raising my children in Chicago. <laughs> that was the truth, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was. He, he did come.
0: I did. I, um, after work finished, I, I came up and then uh, found a job here. You know, I went to work daily you know, but I always found myself diverting back to, you know, I was up seeking something else, you know, back then was drugs and alcohol when it should have been Jesus. Ended up learning a hard lesson, went to jail for a little bit. Uh, that kind of woke up the inner part of me, you know, cause when you're in there, you know, they tell you what to do, when to do it and how to do it. And I didn't want to live my life like that. So that's when I started looking for, um, answers and reasons for life itself you know I knew there had to be something better than just you know being born having a wife and having kids so I picked up the Bible and there and I started reading it the whole time I was in there and every day every night I would read it you know and I didn't read the whole thing through you know But at that point, that's when I wanted to know more about him. And when I came out, I felt like throughout my life when I came out is when I started experiencing different things. A lot of it was um, just in general um, situations that I was in. You know, as far as, um, um, I think... I I don't know. I think the one that I that would stand out the most was that one time at Stevie's wedding. I had a headache all day long, all day, for some odd reason. And so we went out for the bachelor party. Um, I didn't do anything. I just I was their designated driver, and uh, I had a, I mean my head was pounding so hard that I couldn't keep my eyes open, and I didn't know why. I thought I mean because my work wasn't. Hard that day, so it wasn't a stress headache. And um, so, in my car, when it was uh, my younger brother, my older brother, and myself in my car. My
1: three brothers. Yep.
0: And then my um, friend of mine that came from here, Gabe, he picked up Carlos and a friend of ours from Chicago, and so Gabe was driving them around. And so we were following each other. So there was six of us. So. Uh, we went to drop Carlos off first, my brother-in-law, and he lives in his in the Latin King neighborhood. And uh, so when we get to the parking lot where the school is, where he lives at, um, we sat there idling for them because Gabe was a few blocks behind us. And my head was pounding so hard that I was just sitting there like this, just rubbing my forehead, and my, my older brother was sitting next to me. He goes, hey, what was that? And I was like, what was what? And he was That whistle. I know that whistle. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about. I looked over at him, and uh, he goes, that's a gangbanger banger whistle. And I'm, I'm still, like, not understanding exactly where he's going with it, and uh, I was like, oh, I don't understand that when, when I looked forward again, I saw a shadow at my driver's door window, you uh, know. And when I looked, I seen someone standing there with a gun at the window. So at that point, you know, I just threw the car in reverse and I I backed up because we were in a school parking lot. And when I backed up, uh, you could see the the, the bullets flying. So I kind of freaked out a little bit, you know. And when I backed out and the bullets sprayed, he walked out to where, you know, in front of the car and he pointed the gun at us. So I put the car in drive and I punched the gas and I went forward. And my intentions were to run him over. And he jumped out the way and I exited the uh, school parking lot onto this road. It's a one-way road, one-way street going northbound, and so I got probably half a block down, and another car came out and pulled out in front of us and blocked me in. And, um, what do you call it? So there was no other way to go, I, and you got cars parked on both sides, and then that car was blocking us. So I put the car in reverse, and I was gonna just try to back out as best as I could, I knew there was a side street further down, and I did. I did that, and it, just as I got to the street, the street was like, right there, I can see it. Another car came and blocked us in from the backside. So now we were blocked in from the back, and then we were blocked in from the front, and then when I looked inside the parking lot, that guy that had the gun wasn't by himself. There was probably like, I oh, don't know, 10, 12 of them. You know, and they had bats and chains, and then I knew the guy still had the gun and was coming towards us. So I didn't know what to do. You know, so at that point, I just put my car in drive, and I drove as far forward as I could, and it was a front wheel drive car, so my first intentions were I had my older brother who can't walk because he has cerebral palsy, he, I mean he can't walk good, so we couldn't run, we couldn't just ditch the car and run. We had to leave, and we had to leave with the car, so um, my younger brother was in the back and he's a diabetic, so I knew that you know, if we tried to ran, I probably would be the only one to get away. So. When I lunged the car forward, my intentions were to go as far forward as I could without hitting the guy in front of me. And then jam it in reverse and hit the guy behind me because, you know, the back end damage is I can still get move the car. So that's exactly what I did. I slammed the guy behind me multiple times until I was able to move his car back enough where I can make that right turn and get out of that street. And that last time I did. When I made that right turn, as I looked, they were like, literally feet away. So if, I, if that last impact didn't hit it, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't be here today. When I made that right turn, I immediately shut the lights off because my first inclination was that they were gonna try to follow us. And I didn't wanna go where um, Joanne
1: understand. and the girls were at
0: because I didn't know how far they were willing to go. So I shut the lights off and I drove down every side street and I had my first inclination, I was gonna go to my uncle's house, who wasn't too far from there, but you know, I knew that, you know, there I'd have some backup. And um, so I shut the lights off, didn't stop at one stop sign, didn't stop at one red light. And I'm telling you, by the grace of God is the only way because not another car in sight, Mm, I mean, every every light was although they were red and when I went through them there was like no traffic no traffic and stop signs I mean like I said I had my lights off so I know they wouldn't have saw me and I just floored it and kept going and I got to my uncle's house and I got out and woke him up and he came out and you know well, I, I sat on the sidewalk and I, I literally cried you know mm-hmm. and um, it was by the grace of God that uh-uh. He was able to maneuver us, too, there. And You uh, know? That was a scary moment. Yeah, it was. Because, uh, uh, yeah.
1: What you had told me that... You know how people say that your life flashes in front of you? Okay. And that's exactly what, what he happened? saw. He saw his life flashing in front of him. And the girls, and me, and... To me, that was that was a big eye-opener
0: for you. It was, because um, I think I came back a different person because I knew that I, I couldn't have maneuvered what I did. I couldn't have thought of that game plan. I couldn't have thought about leaving my brothers, you know, and that was the Lord working to get us out of that situation that the devil tried to put us in, you know. Um, and it turned out to me that it was just, we were at the wrong place at the wrong time.
1: It's an initiation night.
0: Yeah, my brother-in-law... Who lived there, he knows he knows the people because he's lived there for such a long time when he he did some leg work and he found some stuff out. And it turned out that the, the shooter was only a 13-year-old boy. His initiation to the Latin Kings was to shoot the people that were in that car.
1: Regardless
0: of who it was. Yeah. And the good Lord didn't want us. And he he had more for us. That would probably be my, my big Jesus wow moment. Yeah. That's when I came to find him. And I knew that because of him that I was alive that night and my brothers were alive that night. So there was a big turning point in my life at that point, you know. And uh, <clears throat> um,
1: We've gone to different churches too, yeah. you know. We have, and not as steady as we are actually here at Vertigo. We right. really love it here.
0: Um I think the turning point for us was when we went to a bigger church. One day we got there late, remember that? And we got there late and I had already started, And I kind of thought to myself at that point in time, you know, it seems like we just come here just to come. We weren't really getting anything out of it, you know? Um, we can easily stay at home and no one would ever notice that we didn't go that day. You know, and I felt like I wanted something better. Out of it, you know. And um, at, Vanessa had just moved back. Vanessa and Ryan had just moved back from North Carolina, and uh, I believe she had just started working here. I can relate to a lot of the things that Pastor Josh says. And there are times when he's preaching something, i like, "Wow, you know, I Stop just had that." Stop
1: looking at me. No. <laughs> just <laughs> I just to had us. <laughs> that same scenario. I, in a
0: couple of days, I felt just like that, or you know, I can really connect with what he says and what he preaches. So, um, I really enjoy coming here, and I really look forward to those that timeline when it's like my turn to come, you know, um, especially when I'm serving. I think yeah. today we're stronger.
1: Our faith is a lot stronger. Yeah,
0: definitely. You know, Most that, definitely. that's
1: very important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, wake up every day feeling blessed, uh, thanking the good Lord for everything He's blessed us with, our health, our our children, our grandchildren, our our finances, our journeys to work, you know, um, thank, thank him for his mercy and his grace, and there's no other way to live life but that.